electronic specifier. In the Passion for Technology podcast, our guests provide valuable insights into the most exciting technology market, semiconductors. Tune in now. Hello and welcome back to Electronic Specifier Insights. And today I'm pleased to be joined by Afro Zamin, who is a renewable energy engineering student at the University of Exeter. So thanks very much for joining us. And how are you today? You doing well? I'm good, thank you. Lovely to be here. Fantastic. Well, we're glad to have you with us. So if you could just start with an introduction of just yourself and your background, please. So um, I'm Afros and I am a renewable energy engineering student. I have finished my bachelor's portion now. I'm about to start my master's. I've done two years in industry and looking forward to getting into renewables afterwards. Excellent. So as you say, you're, you're currently studying, but, but what was it that first sparked your interest in engineering? So I did science and I've always loved science at school and I did A-level chemistry and I really enjoyed it, but I enjoyed more the industrial applications of it. And at the time, a lot of the industrial applications were in oil and gas. And then as I got more into things, I realised how harmful that is and how things have to change. And I thought the only way that I can kind of help that is through getting into engineering. Um, and since I've always loved science, I thought it was it was something that would be fitting for me. Yeah, definitely. And and what is it about this particular field of engineering that interests you? Obviously, you mentioned the oil and gas and realising how bad it was. Is it sort of the the side of wanting to help the planet be more sustainable? Is that what interests you? Yes, exactly. And I'm very, I would say I'm quite a logical thinker. So the way I could offer solutions is through engineering and not so much um, consulting and that sort of side of things. So yeah, I'm hoping to somehow help, um, help the planet through my work in the future. I like to hear it. So I understand that you recently concluded a 10-week internship in infrastructure with Belchtel Corporation. So so what did this internship involve? So it was with Bechtel last year, last summer, and last summer was when they concluded the Elizabeth Line with Crossrail in London. And um, I was working at Bond Street Station doing commissioning engineering. And it was through Bechtel that I got the opportunity, but it was Crossrail that I was working for. And yeah, it was commissioning engineering, testing, things like fire safety, making sure the communications lines are all fine and good to go, um, some of the electrical works. So it was really, really interesting. Fantastic. What would you say was, was your favourite part? I mean, it's quite a big project to be working on. It was a huge project. I think my favourite part was the the kind of insight I got into project management as a whole. Even though there were a lot of text, technical aspects to it, I'd never thought that project management involved so much communication. And I mean, it sounds pretty self-explanatory, but um, I, I didn't think how much it involved like kind of managing people and that side of things. And yeah, so that was that was quite eye-opening. So I would say definitely the project management aspect. Fantastic. And um, I'm interested as to why you picked to go to university over, say, you know, doing an apprenticeship, for example. What was it that, that attracted you down the university route? Well, I mean, at the time, just after A-levels, I wasn't completely sure what I wanted to do in terms of what I wanted to do as a career. And I thought university would allow me some time to explore different sides of the course and different sides of engineering, different sides of renewable energy because even though it is an engineering module, we did have a lot of modules that weren't as much to do with engineering. So 
for example, project management and accounting. We had a module that was called um, energy policy markets and law. So there's there was a lot more to it. So it allowed me to kind of dip my toes into other things and see if there was there might be something more I'd prefer to do. And also another reason is because I wasn't completely sure if I wanted to get into industry or I at the time I thought I might even just pursue academia and I'm still considering that and maybe do a PhD. So it just allowed me it was a building block for me to kind of see what I'd want to do. Hmm. So now that, that you've had this experience at university and you've done this big project, this internship, what are your plans for the future? You know, what what career would you like to, to pursue? So I'd definitely like to get into project management in some sort of renewable energy capacity, hopefully in a solar plant um, somewhere in the world. I thought I'd, I'd like to travel as well and just gain as much experience as possible and then eventually work for a smaller company or maybe a startup way into the future. But until then, just kind of gather as much experience as I can in industry. So I definitely want to work for for a, a project and hopefully in electrical engineering. If not, then wind or solar. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure there'll be plenty of options open to you and startups seems like a good idea as well. There's plenty of renewable energy startups on the market. And also you say you're going on to study your your master's. So was this sort of a personal choice or is this a qualification you're going to need to, to get the job that you want? A little bit of both. It was also just after I finished my bachelor's, I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue and do a PhD and get into academia. And now I've realised I'm quite keen to work after doing the internship and a couple before that. I've realised that I am quite keen to start working. But it was that and then it was also, it's it's quite helpful to have a master's, especially if I'm going abroad. And the, the specific master's course at Exeter gives you a lot of kind of industry experience as well. So it prepares you really well for, for the workplace. So I thought that would be quite useful. Nice. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Now, the part that I'm really interested in is that I understand you're really passionate about female representation and accessibility within STEM. So tell me a little bit about that. Where did where did this passion and enthusiasm come from? So it's definitely built over the years. It's, it's, I've become more and more passionate um, after seeing how many gaps there are. But I mean, when I first started out, it was difficult to, I, I was trying to look for someone to help with my personal statement in terms of giving me advice, maybe give it a read through. And everyone that I knew that could kind of give me advice were older men, um, just family, friends and people in, in our circle. There weren't that many um, engineers or women studying engineering, working in engineering. And then I, I thought, oh, maybe it's not maybe it's not really for me if a lot of women aren't doing it and I don't I'd hate for that to be the future like I'd hate for other girls to think the same thing I mean I kept pushing and I I mean I'm still not working there yet but from what I've seen in internships as well there have been times where there haven't been been a female toilet because they hadn't they they hadn't been used to um, women working there in one of my internships it was I I couldn't get gloves uh, my size and that was an issue well, that's obviously a safety issue in terms of PPE, but it was also quite disheartening to see. So with more, with getting more women in, it's that's bound to change. And the sooner it changes, the more friendly the workplace would be for everyone. 
because diversity isn't just good for us it's good for everyone it's good for it's it's nice to have for everyone so yeah definitely and and what was your support like at, at school you know you said you were interested in in the sciences you know were you encouraged in school to perhaps pursue an engineering career yes I I, I would say I definitely was and I think it was because not many women do um, or at the time, not not a lot of girls in my school were interested in STEM. Well, if they were, it was usually medicine, um, not so much engineering or um, anything industrial. So, so yeah, that was a push from my school. Um, they did really help me and support me and give me really good advice. But it would have been nice to have more people to come with me to things like open days and things like that. But yeah, no, they were very supportive. And, and what about at university? What was your experience like on your course as, as a woman in the field? Were were you a minority in your course? Yes, for sure. So I was one of five women in first year out of a course of 36. So, and I think another girl dropped out. So I ended up being one of four. A couple more entered um, halfway through from other kind of switches and things. But yeah, I was definitely a minority and... Yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't terrible in terms of the university itself or very supportive. I didn't face anything straight, like as in direct. Um, But it was just little things like group work. And it was I, I felt like I I had to watch my tone a lot because it's like especially in group work, I felt like my voice would kind of get lost. But then if I was assertive, then I, did, I, I had to think about not coming across too assertive um and it was it was I I don't know if that this is an experience for everyone in general or if it's just an experience as a woman but I do think we have to well we feel like we have to be more conscious of that as a woman and as as a minority yeah no definitely I think you know electronic specifier runs a a very regular women in technology column and it's definitely a a common theme that you know you have to work extra hard compared to to your peers just because you feel like you're the well, you are the minority and it's it's a very fine line to walk it sounds like yeah definitely um and it's I, I try really hard to not sound ditzy I, I try not to like ask what I would say ask stupid questions or anything silly just because I I don't want to kind of uh, so I, I end up suppressing a lot of my questions and that obviously affects my learning whereas I feel like maybe men might not have to be as conscious yeah definitely you know I think some of the things that I hear about is a lot of women and young girls are are taking engineering at university or doing an apprenticeship but they end up either dropping out um, halfway through or not completing the course just because they don't feel comfortable or they don't feel like they can you know qualify you know, obviously you've you've stuck through it and you're you've, you're really enjoying it by the sounds of it. So what what sort of activities are you involved in, if any, to help encourage more girls into into this industry? So um, I, I am actually running for um, Miss England, which is a beauty pageant. And the current Miss England, she's actually a woman in STEM herself. She um, studied aerospace engineering. Yeah, so I, I saw that and I actually got into it and I see her doing loads of talks around the country, um, going to girls' schools and things like that. So I, I thought I could start doing that sort of thing as well, starting my local neighbourhood. I'm campaigning at the moment, so 
that these are kind of working plans. But at university, I am in the Women in STEM. I'm a committee member in the Women in STEM STEM organisation that we kind of run through the university. And yeah, I, I mean, it's also being an ethnic woman in STEM as well, I think is makes me even more part of an even more smaller group an even smaller group of people and that's another thing I watch out for as well because it's nice it's difficult to see being an industry that isn't heavily represented in terms of um, ethnic people either as the kind of especially in the transport industry I think in this country so um, yeah so I'm, I'm involved in some of that university Excellent. Those are fantastic initiatives. And and would you say that you have any particular role models that you aspire to? I mean, obviously, you mentioned the the current Miss England. Is is she someone that you look up to and as a role model? Yes, for sure. I definitely do. Um, she's a little, little, a few years older than me as well. So it's nice to have that backing, especially with the co- um with the contest as well. So yeah, I definitely do look up to her. Excellent. And and what advice would you like to give to, to young girls and women considering a career in STEM? I would say just get into as many spaces as you can, because if no, no one's going to close the door on you um, and they're not going to close the door after you, it's just the door's going to be more full of people like you. And that would encourage more people like you to join. So definitely get into as many spaces as you can, if that's open days, um, reaching out to people, reaching out through um, LinkedIn and things like that. Just get as much advice as you can. And the more you look, the more people you'll see that will be willing to help. Every woman that I've spoken to for any advice or kind kind of to help me through any processes have always helped. So, yeah, reach out and get into as many spaces as you can. Excellent. Well, I think you're doing some fantastic work, Gaffro. So thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us. Thank you so much. And I wish you the best of luck in your Masters and the Miss England competition as well. It's going to be a very stressful time for you. (laughs) Thank you, Paige. No, brilliant. It was great to chat with you. Thank you. In the Passion for Technology podcast, our guests provide valuable insights into the most exciting technology market, semiconductors. Tune in now. Electronic specifier.